there is a secret message lurking in your knicker drawer. I'm serious. What does the underwear you choose have to do with money? Turns out, quite a lot. Inspired by a conversation I've had several times with my mastermind clients, it's time we talk about your knicker drawer and the message it has for you. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Cory Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed, manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rulebook and created a new paradigm for us, one in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle, and sacrifice, ew, (laughs) and instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It's me, Corey Javid from CoryJavid.com and from Corey Lives the Dream Life over on YouTube. How are you doing, my love? How is your August thus far? How is it August? Seriously, how? <laughs> the last six months have gone so fast for us. We'd moved into our rental place in January. As I'm recording this, we have just a couple of weeks before we clear out. And as this podcast episode goes out, we'll actually be either out or in the process of like loading up vans and things. So I just can't believe how quickly the time has gone. This is a really good episode. I'm excited for the secret message in your knicker drawer. (laughs) It's going to be a good one. But first, before we get stuck in, let's get you up to speed. I mean, if you want to get up to speed with how the dream life is going, how our preparations for van life are, where we're hitting the road first, where we're hitting the road first, you know what I mean, where we're going first when we hit the road, definitely head over to YouTube and catch up on all of our shenanigans. (laughs) In other news, I've been getting weekly massages in the lead up to leaving, and that's been keeping me just so on point and Energetically. I've been doing all of my other things, my morning mindset routine, getting daylight in my eyeballs as soon as I can after waking, which is something that I introduced a while back and I'm loving, trying to do even more yoga than I normally do, just tending to myself and it's working, but also these massages. I mentioned this incredible massage guy that I have, right? Oh my days, so good. An energetic massage as well as like a sports massage. It's just rocking my world. I just feel sad that I can't take him with us. Obviously, that might be a bit weird. <laughs> but maybe convince him to move to Ireland with us after the gap year. Who knows? <laughs> so the other thing that I need to tell you is that I needed to tell you about the massages, evidently. We have a season break coming up. So we're working in seasons now on this show, which means that we will have an end of season break. But sometimes when life just demands it, quite frankly, of me. I will be having a mid-season break. So we're going to be having a mid-season break for two weeks. There will be no podcast episodes after this one. And then after that, 
We've been going through the podcast back catalogue and we've selected two of the most popular episodes. So we're bringing them back. Definitely still tune in, even if you've heard them before, because I guarantee you will take something new from them. I didn't pick our most, most listened to one because you know what it is, right? It's how I manifested bigger boobs. (laughs) It still cracks me up that that is the most listened to podcast episode by far, literally by a country mile. It's hilarious. So anyway, we picked two other (laughs) best of episodes for you, which means that we'll be back with money season and continuing with the juicy content that I've got for you. And I think the first episode back, if I remember correctly, is about your new money level. So definitely be listening out for that. We will be back on, let me just check actually, the bear with, bear with. The 12th of September, we will be back with that. But like I said, two weeks with no episode, two weeks with the best of episodes, and then we're back and rolling with money season. Speaking of money season, have you bagged yourself the Mother's Guide to Making Money mindset mini course? That's why I paused. There's a lot of M's got to get out there in a row. If you haven't, head over now to corriejavid.com forward slash money. It's free. It's going to rock your world. It's incredible. And just to give the game away a little bit here, when you sign up afterwards, I will send you some emails. And if you are interested in getting your hands on Limitless Money, which is my completely life-changing, bank balance-changing, big bold claims, but I stand behind them, just based on the evidence that I have from past students and also my own life, right? then you'll be pleased to know that as somebody who has signed up for the mini course, you will be getting an exclusive discount offer. So if that sounds good, head over to corriejavid.com forward slash money. And the thing that I would say, actually, bearing in mind that we have the break coming up, the thing that would benefit you the most, even more than listening to this show, so I do my level best to bring a ton of value to this podcast, and I'm really proud of the work that we do here as a team. And it is still true that you would spend this time better listening to Limitless Money. You would be more transformed having listened to Limitless Money. You would have more tangible changes in your life, your approach to money, how you receive money, how you create money, the money that you interact with in your life, how much of it you receive. You would have much more significant changes if you first of all invest in yourself because there is more transformation when we make that investment because we are actively saying yes to ourselves and that course is not like this podcast it's not like listening to me talk about money and you absorb the information it is transformational it has been designed specifically not just to teach you but to transform you not just to tell you things but to integrate it into who you are you are a limitless woman with limitless abundance available to you so If I was going to make a recommendation, if I was your coach and you said, okay, I've got the next couple of weeks, I don't have a podcast episode to listen to, what should I be doing? I'd be saying, get your hands on limitless money if you haven't already. Why haven't you been doing that? (laughs) So that's just my two pence worth. Well, more than two pence, limitless (laughs) amount. Okay, Um, let's get into the secret message in your necker drawer and what it holds for you. It has a message for you. So this conversation was inspired by conversations that I've had several times inside of my mastermind container. So when I changed the direction of this podcast a little bit earlier, I think it was earlier this year, sometime back, I wanted to bring to you conversations that my clients and I are having regularly 
to this podcast and bring you in a little bit on the kind of things that we talk about and what goes on. And this one, obviously, it's a little bit of a fun conversation, but there is a kind of serious underpinning to it and a serious message within it. So the conversation that we've had has evolved around the type of knickers, lingerie, underwear, whatever word you want to use for it, we are buying and wearing and what is going on in our knicker drawer and whether or not it's time for an upgrade. So this conversation has been inspired by that. But I want to just set the tone here a little bit quickly and create a bit of context for the message that you can and likely will find in your knicker drawer. The thing that I know to be true about money is that we are, whether or not you realize it, we are in a relationship with money. We have ways that we expect it to behave. We have thoughts about money, fears about money. If you start to view money as a relationship, you can gain so much from that perspective because you can see how you've been treating money, the expectations you've been placing on it, and then how money has been responding to you and to your energy and your expectations. And if you think of it like a partner and a relationship, like a romantic relationship, it's actually really useful. So if you had a partner who you didn't trust, you didn't expect them to show up when they said they would, you didn't know that when they left if they were ever coming back, you were really kind of like grippy around them, texting them all the time, where are you, when are you coming back, what are you doing, and you were not in a place of trust, how is that person going to feel on the receiving end of that? They're probably going to lean into that even more, they're probably going to run away, they're going to feel smothered, they're going to feel controlled, and so then we perpetuate that same relationship, right? So I think we've all at some point in our lives either been in or witnessed some kind of relationship dynamic like that. And yet, more often than not, we play out a similar, it doesn't have to be exactly the same, we're all humans with various nuances and variety, right? But we can play out, if we're not careful, a very similar dynamic with money. And money is just energy and it is responding to our thoughts, our feelings, our expectations. But we set the tone. It's us. It's not money. Money is only a mirror to us and reflects to us the relationship that we have created and fostered with it. Now, most of us have inherited this relationship. So we haven't created this on purpose. We've been the product of our upbringing. We've witnessed and heard things pertaining to money through childhood. We've had our first experiences of money in adulthood. Motherhood often makes an impact on how we perceive money and our relationship with money. And all of these things combine to get us to wherever we find ourselves at today. And if you've never considered your relationship with money until now, first of all, you're welcome. <laughs> when, when I first kind of considered it this way, it really blew my mind and I realized I'd been a bit of a bitch to money, <laughs> right? I realized that I hadn't been tending to it. I hadn't been loving on it, caring for it. I hadn't been setting up great expectations for it in a, in a good way, you know, like expecting it to serve me and for me to take care of it. We didn't have this beautiful kind of dance of a relationship. It was fraught. It felt like there was never enough. It was never around long enough for me. And I felt very grippy. And as a result, it ran away from me so often. So when I discovered this, that I was in a relationship with money, it blew my mind and it really instigated so much of my initial money mindset work. And I committed myself at that time to healing my relationship with money. 
And in doing so, I actually discovered that I was really healing my relationship with myself. And so that's the other interesting thing is that not only is money a mirror that shows us how we are feeling about money, how it is behaving, how it is responding, how it is showing up or not in our lives is a reflection directly of our thoughts, our belief system and our feelings and therefore our energy as it pertains to money. But it is also often a reflection of how we're feeling about ourselves. So this is why inside of Limitless Money, the very first thing that I do is I create space for you to reflect on childhood, adulthood, and motherhood, the various programming, conditioning that you might have received, how different events and circumstances shaped your relationship with money, but it's a time to discover and really shine a light on the relationship dynamic that you've formed and found yourself within with money. And from there, you have an opportunity to set the tone differently. From there, you have an opportunity to heal your relationship with money. And when we do that, we have an entirely different experience of money. I went from feeling like I was just the sort of person who would never have enough money, and that was just going to always be the case for me, other people were just luckier, to feeling very empowered, to knowing that I'm my source of abundance, to feeling like I don't have to worry about money, I don't have to fret about it, I can welcome it into my life, and I can also let it flow from me as money is supposed to, and flow towards the things that are important to me, and I feel empowered to save, spend, and invest, and receive money in alignment, meaning in alignment with my core values, and in a way that serves me, serves my mission, serves my family, serves my community, and so on. Completely different experience of money, and all founded upon a changed and transformed relationship with money. So what does this have to do with your knicker drawer? (laughs) Well, I think that in the same way that we can look at money specifically and how it's been showing up or not for us, we can also open up that knicker drawer, my love, and see what it reflects back to us because it will reflect to us a very clear message about our relationship with ourselves and by extension our relationship with money. So something that I notice that will potentially play a part in the message that your knicker drawer is revealing is mama guilt. So for those of you who are mothers, we all know that mum guilt can really plague us if we don't keep it in check. It can show up at all sorts of occasions and it can also be one of those quite insidious things that is sort of there impacting us lurking without even always being very much in the forefront of our thoughts. So sometimes we have those absolute pangs or moments of mama guilt, but sometimes it's just there lurking behind the scenes and manipulating things a little bit without us realizing. So how I see this showing up as with respect to money for women and mothers in particular is by feeling, creating a feeling of guilt when you spend money on yourself and immediately equating that same money to what you could have spent it on for your children or for your family. Oh, that could have bought their swimming lessons. That could have paid for that weekend away. That could have, that could have, that could have. And always looking at a spending decision when it comes to buying something for ourselves through the lens of what I should have done with it to help somebody else in my life. And the problem with that continuous lens and view is number one, it stops us from 
spending on ourselves in a way that feels aligned. And number two, it creates a narrative of us not being good enough, us not being as worthy. Really the inherent message in that, when we are constantly choosing to spend on our loved ones rather than ourselves, when we feel that we are compromising constantly and not in our own favor, and we are choosing to spend that money for you know our kids, it tells us that we aren't as worthy, that our needs and our desires are not as important and it creates this ongoing narrative and message and then that just becomes more and more reinforced. So the answer isn't only ever spending on ourselves because that's what our mind wants to do. Oh, but if I start only ever spending myself, then I'll become selfish and my kids will go without. No, (laughs) there's a third way, right? There's a third way in which, I mean, first of all, Inside of Limitless Money, I, you know, we talk about opening up to the fact that limitless abundance is available to you, even if that hasn't felt like your life experience thus far. We can create a situation for ourselves quite easily where we're not having to choose between us and them. But the problem is, is that default can stay there. Even when you start making more money, if you haven't addressed this aspect specifically, it can still arise. I won't share it again because I've shared it on the podcast like several times before, but there was a time when I was buying my daughter sun cream and just through, here I am actually sharing it, through (laughs) the organic higher priced sun cream into the basket for her and then lingered over the tube for me and ultimately didn't decide to get it. This was after I'd done my work on healing my relationship with money while I was more aware of these things and while I was making more money too, right? Because that goes hand in hand. You heal your relationship with money. It's so much easier to make more. Um, But I checked myself on it. I noticed it. So that's the thing. We're humans, right? Sometimes we slip back to default programming. And I noticed myself and I was like, oh, wow, look at in that moment how I was trying to tell myself a story, trying to reinforce an old narrative that I'm not as worthy. My needs aren't as worthy as hers. And that is really toxic if we let it fester. And it can be really detrimental to our own sense of self, our own sense of worthiness. And worthiness becomes so entwined with money for us as mothers. This is something that I discovered through my own work and through coaching countless women. And it's why I've woven worthiness and self-love so consistently into the modules inside of Limitless Money because for us, I feel that so much of our ability to receive money is intertwined with our ability to feel worthy of receiving it. And if we don't feel worthy, ultimately, we won't create it, we won't let ourselves enjoy it, or we'll sabotage it, or we'll just spend it on other people and still be the ones there without our needs and desires met. So that's just giving you a little bit of a flavor of why these things are connected, how our sense of selves get caught up in money. And I remember one of my clients sharing a story with me that this really resonated with her when we were doing this particular work that we're talking about today. She realized, now her message came in her sock drawer, and then we'll talk about your knicker drawer and what it's telling you. Don't worry, I will get there. She said that she's got four children. And she said she felt like she had at some point really just kind of like lost herself in motherhood, as many of us do, particularly if you know, if you have a lot of kids and you're in those child rearing years for a long time. And she said at one point they just thought to themselves, what is the point of having all of these different socks? Her kids were starting to get a bit older. 
their feet were a similar size or similar sizes and not far off from hers. They just had a family sock drawer. They just put all the socks in one place. Everyone could just grab them. Now, on the surface, that's like, okay, maybe that's a smart life hack. And maybe that makes sense rather than, you know, wasting a ton of time sorting through socks and these pair are yours and those pair are mine and blah, blah, blah. But once she had been doing this work for herself and she'd started her own business and she was starting to invest in herself and start to take action and move towards a feeling of sometimes prioritizing herself and honoring and owning her own needs and desires and not diminishing them. She said, why don't I have my own freaking socks? <laughs> this is ridiculous. I am a grown woman. Why am I sharing socks with my children? And she went out and bought herself a large number of really, she loves color, really colorful socks. And that represented so much to her. Can you see how something as seemingly on the surface silly as a set of new socks, but it actually spoke volumes to her and it was a mark of her changing her relationship with money and changing her relationship with herself because she said, I'm important. I actually want to have my own socks. I want them just for me. I want them in colors that only I like and that's okay. And it's not wrong or selfish or greedy and I don't have to feel guilty for spending that on myself. Now, what does this have to do with business? Because it's not just the sock drawer that this shows up in. The biggest place that I see that guilt and that lens that is harmful to us through which we make decisions of, I have to choose whether I am spending this money on me or them. Ooh, that feels uncomfortable. I'll spend it on them. The other place where I see this showing up is in business. So I see too many women held back by not investing in themselves and their businesses. Now, that could be in all manner of things. That could be in coaching. That's going to shortcut that trajectory to success, make life and business easier, right? It could be getting support within the business, like a VA or a social media assistant. It could be buying a course to learn a thing that's going to shorten that learning timeline. There's all manner of ways that as a business owner, we need to invest, right? If you're a business owner, you have to get on board with the fact that investment is going to be required unless you want to go the really slow, really painful route to maybe not even getting that right. <laughs> That's just frank, but I'm just telling it like it is. And so the problem, however, is if we haven't done this work to heal our relationship with money, and if we are still at a point where we feel money is in very restricted and limited supply, and guess what? If we think it's going to be, it will continue to mirror that pack to us. Then it's easy for us to think, oh, well, I can't invest in that mastermind, that course, that coaching, that assistant, whatever that thing might be, because that money should go to this thing in the family. And that's really some dangerous thinking as it, you know, relates to your business. Your business is not going to thrive with you making investment decisions through that lens because your business and your family should be separate, <laughs> right? And I know that it can feel really intertwined and I know that, you know, we blend motherhood and, and business and that's amazing. But when we're making financial decisions, it really helps us to you know make decisions in alignment with where we want our business to go if we're not muddying those decisions with things like mama guilt right it really shouldn't be a consideration either i am investing in my business in this way 
or I'm not. That whatever the family pot has to do with it should be separate to the best of our ability. Now I get that sometimes we take money at the beginning out of the family pot. Maybe that first investment comes out of there. But after that, you know, after you've found a way to get going, then it really should be separated. So for me, that looked like I took money out of the family pot to invest in my coach before I even started my business. That felt scary as hell, (laughs) right? Stretchy, it made me feel sick. (laughs) But there was a part of me that just knew that I was going to really struggle to make this a success if I tried to do it on on my own. I knew that I was going to just stay stuck spinning my wheels and not really gain any traction if I didn't have someone helping me out. And I'm so glad I made that decision. Now that didn't make sense on paper and that money could have in that moment been much better used on the more immediate needs of our family, right? It meant that we we could have gone on a holiday. That money actually wasn't spare and hanging around for that, but that's the sort of money that we could have gone on a significant holiday. It could have sped up the renovations we were in the middle of doing. It could have paid for our expenses or had a buffer in savings that made us feel more secure. But instead, I made a bet on myself. And that's the thing that can be tricky to do if you haven't started at least healing your relationship with money. I made a bet on myself that this money, while it might feel like it's taking from us in the short term, It is going to give back to us many fold in the long term. And my God, am I glad I made that decision. I would not be here today embarking on the next level dream life had I not made that. I would have probably not even succeeded in ever hitting my first six figures. I would have probably packed it all in. That's just being honest because I wouldn't have had the mindset support, most importantly, that I feel is really required to do this gig of motherhood and business and do it in a way that you thrive and you don't just survive and try and claw your way through it, right? I'm really not here for that. <laughs> so so in that moment, I didn't just look through the lens of what does this mean immediately now and how is this taking from us? I also looked at What could this add to us as a family? Our family's life experience is infinitely richer because I took that money then and invested it. Now, this isn't supposed to be kind of like a, (laughs) you know, sales message on the importance of investing in yourself at the beginning of your business, although I obviously have strong feelings and opinions on that based on my own experience. But my point is that when we haven't opened up our eyes and minds to seeing and viewing money differently, to starting to create a different relationship with money, it's all too easy for us to take this very fixed, very narrow lens view of spending decisions and to, at the same time, because we haven't been working on our worthiness, bring to the same spending decisions as they evolve and revolve around our business and what is ever the next step. We bring to it issues of not feeling worthy, not feeling of deserving of investing in ourselves. Can you see how that just holds so many women back from the success that they desire and deserve and get to have and can be so available to them? And it's it's really a pity because it's something that has become so ingrained in us culturally, this idea of there not being enough. It is something that we've absorbed I don't know where exactly we get it from, this feeling of guilt and not being worthy enough. I think it's just so pervasive. 
But these things combine and create a narrative that can keep us stuck if we let them. And so that's why you can turn to your knicker drawer for the message that you might need to receive around this, right? So our choices, our spending choices, and in particular, our spending choices around spending on ourselves, things just for us, whether in the business or outside of the business, just for us, these are the things that will give you the biggest insight to your current relationship with money and your current relationship with yourself. So if you are in an experience of money right now that you would like to up-level, you would like to upgrade, you would like to receive more money in your life more easily, you would like to enjoy money more, you would like to worry about money less. If any of these things are resonating with you, turn to your knicker drawer and it will show you where there is work that you can do to make that difference, to upgrade more easily. So what is happening in your knicker drawer, my love? I want you to open it up literally while you're listening to this or just in your mind's eye. Just think about what you find in there. Now, don't shame yourself. Don't make yourself wrong for whatever you might find in there. We've all been, we've all been in the situation of opening up and finding only things with holes that are looking slightly gray or drab, <laughs> right? We've all at some point in our lives, I would wager, been there. <laughs> so if it's a bit of a pitiful sight in there, my love, don't make yourself wrong and don't indulge in any sense of shame around that. That's not going to serve you. <laughs> That's only going to make things worse. But just go in as the casual, detached observer, as if you are looking for clues, right? Because they're, they're in there. Your naked drawer will tell you how you're feeling about yourself and how you're feeling about money. If you open up that naked drawer and you find, for example, some silk lingerie that you put on for you that makes you feel all kinds of fabulous and when you wear it you go through your day just feeling all kinds of high vibe then high five to you my love you're doing something right that is reflecting back to you a pretty good relationship with yourself and with money or maybe it looks like so for me my thing is I like things to be organic so I've got like organic cotton in there right <laughs> so cotton's not necessarily the sexiest of materials but for me I'm one for comfort and I'm one for spending in alignment with my values so you'll find largely that in there they might be cute too right but they will be organic cotton where possible and comfortable and also make me feel like like a good shape. Let's just say that. You know, things that are complementary. I don't want to put things on and feel like that that digs in. Oh, you know when like knicker elastic digs in on the sides and makes you feel all kinds of squishy and gross. Yeah. No, not that. So that's what you'd find in mine, right? So it's not going to be the same. It's not like, oh, if you find this, it definitely means this. But what you have staring back at you from your knicker drawer is giving you some pretty big clues. If you find a mishmash of old items, if you find things kind of on their last leg, if you find things that you're a little bit embarrassed to have in there, and that is the dominant theme, then that's giving you a bit of insight into the fact that you haven't been prioritizing that. Now, it may or may not feel like a priority to you. So for example, some people love designer handbags. Me, couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. Probably won't ever buy one. Just because it doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't mean that they're wrong. For some people, they're really high vibe. 
for me, I'm just very neutral to them and therefore it's not important. So, you know, in the same way that the things that are important to us are so different and so varied, the same might be true. You might just not have given much thought to your naked drawer. And maybe it's just that you haven't considered it. Maybe you're just a very practical person and if it fits and it's working, then good enough. However, more often than not, the thing, and through the conversations that I've had, like I said, this has come up multiple times in my masterminds with my clients. More often than not, there will be a message in there and you'll know what it is straight away. You'll know what it is. You, I, you don't even need me to explain it to you. You know what it is, right? If you've got that feeling, you've got that pang of like, oh yeah, actually, actually I've been putting this off. Then you know that it's time to look at what am I telling myself about whether or not it's okay to spend on myself. So if I was your coach and I tasked you with going and spending £100, £200 on new lingerie, new knickers for you, right? Specifically for you to feel fabulous in and whatever that means to you, whatever is the most aligned spending choices within that category, how does that make you feel? So there is a clue there. There's a clue staring you in the face with whatever already exists and resides in your knicker drawer what it is telling you about yourself and in how you feel and how you respond to my challenge of going out and buying yourself a whole new set with, let's say, £200, $200, $300, I don't know, some somewhere in that ballpark range. How does that make you feel if you immediately feel like, oh my goodness, I couldn't do that. I couldn't go and spend that on myself. Oh my goodness, that would be such a waste. Oh my goodness, that could be better spent on this. If there's those feelings in there, that is showing you, my love, where you have a really significant opportunity to work on your relationship with money. Within it, your ability to receive because your knicker drawer is somewhere that you get to receive, right? You get to receive the gift to yourself of wearing knickers, bras, whatever, every day that feel amazing. Or you get to put on something that makes you feel a bit crappy and reinforces a message that, you know, you don't matter quite as much. It's really can be so interesting what we find in there. So it's giving you an opportunity to look at where you can open up to receive more, where you can work on your own self-love sense of worthiness. And ultimately those things will improve your relationship with money. And it can be a really interesting gateway into starting that healing process with money. For me, I did have signs in my naked drawer, but where it first showed up for me actually was with workout gear. So even after I had done my initial healing work with money and was making more money, and so I'm sharing this with you because, you know, maybe you've got your knicker drawer sorted, but maybe there's somewhere else that this is showing up. And it's just worth doing a kind of general scan of spending on self and seeing where it feels tight and uncomfortable to spend on yourself, because those are the places to examine and dig into. So for me, one place I remember significantly because I had a conversation with my coach about it was after I was making decent money and I was spending on myself in several ways. So I had, I think I even had my personal trainer at this point. I used to get my nails done. That used to be important to me all the time. I'd hired my cleaner. I was buying myself the organic food that I love. So I was doing things for myself. I'd even bought myself some new clothes, but I hadn't 
upgraded my workout gear. And I used to, in those days, be at the gym like four or five days a week, typically. So I was at the gym a lot and I was wearing the most crummy old workout gear, like an old t-shirt that gets relegated to gym gear. And like this one pair of yoga pants that I didn't even like the pattern on them. And they'd been hanging around for years and they were cheap even to begin with. And it made me just feel a bit bleh. And I didn't really notice until... I was doing an exercise to look at, you know, where am I not receiving or where am I still letting a message of not worthy linger? And this one just was there staring me in the face. I was like, oh my goodness, why have I not been allowing myself to upgrade my workout gear? What is the story there? Why does that feel like something that is frivolous compared to other things? look out for that word, frivolous. I mean, I could do a whole podcast episode on why we need to embrace that word, but (laughs) look out for that because we use it to judge ourselves and to try and shame ourselves into not spending on ourselves so often. So that is the message that is residing, the secret message that has been there all along in your knicker drawer, my love. Open it and you will be able to see how you have been thinking about spending on yourself. You will be able to see whether or not you've been spending in alignment with yourself and whether you've been prioritizing your desires and needs. And like I said, don't make yourself wrong if what you find is a pile of crap in there, right? Just use it as an opportunity to say, oh, okay, there's some work to be done here. And the thing is, is that when we have these realizations, they're such a gift because if this has really resonated with you today, now you know you've been given the gift from your knicker drawer of a message that is, hey, there's an opportunity here to work on your relationship with money. Hey, there's an opportunity here to work on your relationship with yourself. Everything becomes easier when we start working on our relationship with ourselves. Everything in business, life, motherhood, all of it, it underpins everything. I would have created a course just on self-love and self-worth years ago, but instead I wove it into Limitless Money. The reason being is that, you know, it's already sometimes an ironic challenge that the people who need support with money mindset are the ones who won't invest in support with money mindset, right? So that's already something that I, you know, embrace as a challenge within my business. But if we add in the layer of, you know, that at least is getting you a tangible outcome because you will upgrade your experience of money, up-level your bank account, right? And it makes it easier for us psychologically to invest when there's a tangible outcome. But when I say to you, invest in yourself and you're not feeling worthy of that investment and the outcome of that investment is worthiness, it's one of those loops that it can be really hard to break free of and actually get the support that you need. But the reality is, and the thing that I've seen so clearly from all of these years of running my coaching business and working with women and helping women to make more money, in fewer hours and just love their lives more in the process is that every single woman I've worked with has needed to work on her worthiness and self-love and every single woman when she has done that has unlocked the gateway to everything that she actually desires all the tangible outcomes all of it so I know it's the most important thing and yet you know, if I was selling you a course on worthiness right now, would you buy it? Probably not. That's the reality, right? Because if you need that, the thing that you need is also the thing that holds you back from getting it. It's one of those really annoying things that we can find ourselves in as a trap in life, right? So I hope you go and open up your knicker drawer, my love. I hope you discover the secrets therein. And I hope you use this opportunity to heal your relationship 
with money and by extension with yourself. Everything feels more easeful when we do. Making money feels more easeful, but all of it, life, business, all the things, living the dream, it's all much easier when we've tended to these really important relationships in our lives. So you could definitely start with my free mini course. Head over to corriejavid.com forward slash money. It's an amazing place to start with healing that relationship. And if you want to dive deeper and you actually want to get this work done once and for all, and also understand how to use your mindset and your energy to create more and more money on repeat in your life. That is what we do inside of Limitless Money. You can check it out at corriejavid.com forward slash limitless, but the smart ones amongst you will sign up for the mini course and then grab the discount code that you receive thereafter. (laughs) Because in there, we talk about all of this and more, you know, there's a shift on demand, which are these small, short, audios that you listen to when you just want that quick shift around something. So I have a shift on demand in there around self-love, expanding into self-love that keeps you topped up. So that mindset work is done, just plug and play, done. We have in there a module on desiring more, which is really what we've been talking about today, allowing ourselves to have our not just needs met, but our desires met as well. So cleaning up our receiving mode, being able to receive, whether that is investment in yourself and your business, whether it is investment in knickers and anything in between and allowing yourself to want and owning those desires because not allowing ourselves that is the thing that holds us back from living that really great life okay my love so i'm gonna love you and leave you as we move into the break but you can still catch up with me find out what's been going on over on youtube that will continue i'm not planning on taking a break over there although you know who knows what's going to happen in the next few weeks if if I go missing for one week. Don't worry. <laughs> it will just be because uh, life got really real. But I am planning to still be publishing episodes every Thursday over on Cory Lives the Dream Life over on YouTube. And you can always come and say hi if you had a particular takeaway from your Nicodora or if you, this inspires you to go and upgrade your underwear. Let me know on Instagram. Send me a DM. I'm at Cory Javid over there. And do not forget, my love, you are now as ever, regardless of what your Nicodora is saying, limitless bye for now so my love you know what they say sharing is caring if you loved today's episode then help a mother out I would be so grateful if you would take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player right now and post it to your Insta stories, tagging me at Cory Javid and help me get the word out that we get to be successful because we're mothers, not in spite of it. Let's save as many other mothers in biz as we can from this old paradigm of hustle, effort and sacrifice. And let's spread the word on energy over effort, shall we? Thanks, love.